0: stand by like you's 2 through 33 sound 1A through 7 on deck stand by Q actors electrics kill the blue run lights please like you 2 and sound 1A go
1: hello everyone and welcome to hang and focus we have a very exciting episode for us today but first let me go ahead and bring out my co-host for the day Chanel Bragg how are you Chanel
2: I'm wonderful. So nice to see all of you again. Thank you.
1: Now, do you do you mind you told me a hilarious story earlier in the week about um, your new hair and your boyfriend helping? Do you <laughs> mind Do you mind sharing that with us? Because I think it's it's really one of the more charming stories I've heard this week.
2: Oh, my goodness. Of course. So um, everyone in the community that knows me knows that my hair changes on a regular basis. So don't get tied or in love with one look because I change it often. And and so I love surprising Sean today in a business meeting in dreads this week. (laughs) But my hair just the day before was my fabulous fro that I love to rock. And so, um, you know, COVID and trying to try different hairstyles on your own. I figured out that I could crochet my own hair is what the method is called. Um, And so I sometimes need help with the back and I like to put like hair jewelry inside as well for embellishment. And so my boyfriend, I was like, hey, honey, can you come come in and help me with this? And he was like, do I have to? (laughs) I was like, oh, please. And so I was chronicling him helping me with my hair by taking pictures. And he if you see the pictures online, he was definitely not having it. And he was concentrating so hard. And I don't have the heart to tell him. I look behind me to see if he's here (laughs) because I had to take the one that he did out
1: you yeah. took it out oh that's yeah. what i was going for because it was like this one amazing
2: this one amazing like okay L- let's is. let's
1: hope he's not he watching he's not. all right yeah yeah
2: hopefully he's not watching um i just felt so terrible but it kept getting stuck in the rest of my hair and then it was it was complicating my sleep so i i had to take it down uh. but i was totally channeling pippy lone stockings because it's a wire and yeah. so just imagine one of my dreads no. like All of you. It's
1: super cute, though. I'm so proud of him. He did good. We are going to get started in a bit, but we just have a couple of quick announcements for people to run through. But first, we want to hype some other things happening in the community, right? So this is closing weekend of Carly's show at The Rogue. Yes. And I will say if you're watching this right now and you're like, how could I possibly make it? I'm not in Tucson. You can go online and you can purchase to be able to see the show and they will send you the link to be able to do that. So we'll put that in the chat to support Rogue Theater. I bought it, we watched it as a family. It's fantastic, Carly is in it. You, like my only note was like more Carly. Like how, where is the Arthur Miller show that's about Carly, right? So we'll need to get to that eventually. We'll create it. That's right, that's right, yeah. Uh, and also our own China Young has her opening tonight. Yes. To be able to do that. So we're gonna go ahead and put that in the chat also if people wanna be able to do that and support her and Winding Road Theater Company. Um, anything else we need to highlight in the community before we get started?
2: Well, our very own ATC Teens with the Chaos Cult is doing their improv show for you live immediately after this broadcast. So thank you for hanging out with us for this next hour, but then you can also tune in to our YouTube channel and check out what our ATC Teens are doing. Their work is incredible. We hope that you saw our promo earlier today on Facebook featuring Sean working with our kids and some improv um, exercises. And yeah, so please tune in. Uh, our HSC teens would love
1: that. So essentially, if you wanted to, you could just now watch online theater for like the next eleven hours, and you Absolutely. would be fine to be <laughs> able to do. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Well, we have right here the wonderful Billy Joe Herberger. Hello, welcome to the show. Oh, you are you are on mute. You know, it's not. Oh, there you go.
3: Oh well. Thank you for having me,
1: hello. Hello, it's wonderful. So um, so everybody in Arizona knows Billy Joe, right? And everyone knows the support of the Herbergers. I, I just wanna say for me, this is such a special moment to be able to do it because I fell in love with theater at the Herberger Theater.
3: Oh you know, wow!
1: That they're really right. So 1989 is the first year that the Herberger gets started, right? Of course, yes. I'm I'm three. Of course, it's not true. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was like, so, "You're
2: three? I-, I
1: know, so I know that's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I just remember going, and I remember it being like such a thrilling thing, and so much of what I have always wanted to do was just a life in the theater was based on those early adventures to the Herberger, to be able to see shows, to see how amazing it was, to just like my life was equally transformed that I can only imagine that that happens to every kid that goes there. So I just wanna thank you for making that possible, you know.
3: Well, you followed through, you had a vision at three years old and new, and look at what you're doing today, amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for you. Just so everyone thinks I'm not lying. I was born in 1973. So it's really, it's the Nixon administration. So it's actually not, you know, to be able to three at that time, but no, but I just like, it's so burned into me. And so it's why I so believe in the work that we do with Arizona artists and with our education program, because I, I firsthand know what it means, you know, for a kid from Mesa to get, driven into Phoenix and to park and then to walk in and be blown away by what happens on stage and really think Mm. like, how do I do that? Like, how do I, I watch the people on stage move an entire audience, right? 600 people to laugh because of just the way that they deliver a line. And you think like, how do I, how do I do that? How do I be a part of that energy and that experience? So thank you for making that possible because we all know in the United States, there just isn't the support for the arts that there should be, right? And it really falls on individuals that decide their community deserves world-class theater. And you have decided that Arizona deserves that, Phoenix in particular, and you've made it happen. So we are grateful for you and and so wonderful to have you on the show today.
3: Thank you. And um, people like you make it keep happening.
1: Well, (laughs) that's what we're trying. That's what we're trying to do. So we have a... Oh, go ahead, Janelle. Oh,
2: no, 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 no. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in on this love sesh uh, for a second um, because Billy Joe also, like Sean, I'm a native to Arizona. Um, and so going to the Herberger since I was a little girl has been uh, one of the crowning moments of my life. So when I got a chance to perform in um, Music Man here with Arizona Theater Company a couple of years back, it was full circle for me because I got to perform specifically inside your building like mm-hmm. literally, that's what it was for me um i was supposed to do another contract and i was like i have to i've been wanting to perform on the herberger stage literally since i was a child and and the music man gave me that opportunity and so how did, oh, how did i feel yes Uh, It was amazing I felt like a little girl I was so silly like I took pictures of me like on stage with all the seats behind me like I'll have to send you those pictures because it was such a special moment for me to have that and so a lot of different Arizona artists whenever they work at the Herberger Theater Center it is fulfilling like a dream of theirs just so you know and you provided that so thank you.
3: Wow I love hearing it this is fabulous. I'm sitting here to talk to you and I'm getting all excited and happy for you.
1: (laughs) I know, know. actually, we're kind of terrible talk show hosts because we just bring you on to tell you (laughs) about ourselves ourselves and how we relate to you, right, so. That's
3: perfect because I want this legacy to go on and on and on and it doesn't happen without actresses and producers and people that have the love of the theater as you do.
1: So, so along those lines, can you, can you just tell us a little bit like how, where did your love for supporting the arts or Arizona in particular come from? Because this is not a new thing. Clearly you've been doing it since I was three, right? So it's like had to have started at some point, where did that, have you always been a lover of the arts?
3: Well, it began when I was a little girl. I grew up in a family of five girls and they're all behind me on the wall um, in Southern California. I was born in Pasadena and my mother loved the arts. So from the time I was a little girl, I started going to the Hollywood bowl to this and that and everything. I was involved in the Melvin Kaiser dance Academy as a little girl performed in all of their performances. I, it's, so when I left California, because my father was a dentist and sent me to SC to become a dentist, and I had too much energy and activity in me <laughs> to be a dentist, so I had to leave SC and I came to Arizona to go to college to finish college because um, I needed to be a free spirit and. So that brought me to Arizona. And that's when I graduated from college, moved to the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Paradise Valley area, have been here ever since, mm. and have watched it grow and grow. And I've been able to be a part of it. And, um, and, it, and the, all of the Herberger ideas started from Judd's mother when she moved here when Judd was only four years old. And she helped start the art museum. She helped start the symphony. She helped start all of these things because she goes, where's the culture? We need the culture here. And I get to carry that whole legacy on. And I feel just the same passion for it as she did. and. Um, I'm just a happy girl to be in love with this community here. And um, I'm amazed and impressed every time I go to any performance. I'm just blown away and I don't have to be in New York or London or I still like to go to those places and go to theater, but I've got it here.
1: And I I think, you know, I I 100% agree with you. I feel like this community has grown and every year it feels like, oh, it's getting better, it's getting bigger and we're ready to like, to be that national player that people say like, I don't need to go to New York. I don't need to go to London. You can of course go if you want to because who doesn't want to go, but that Arizona deserves world-class culture and it could be the cultural leader in the country with the talent that we have here.
3: Absolutely. And when the fortunate people that do get to go occasionally to London or or um, New York or Paris to theater, they come back and they have even more of an appreciation of our community and our state and what goes on here. And they realize, wow, I, I, I didn't realize how comparable, how great they, they are.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. All right, so we have a video that oh. uh, that played uh, as a tribute to you when you were inducted into the Herberger Hall of Fame that we wanna go ahead and play for everybody in case people weren't at the event and didn't get to see it. We would love to share it with everybody here. Great. So if everybody would just stop their video cameras. There we go. And we're gonna go ahead and play that now. <laughs>
4: Billy Joe and Judd have impacted our arts community dramatically. Their name alone equates so closely to the arts. The
2: Herbergers are such a dynamic couple, and their passion for our city and our community is
0: amazing. Billy Joe and Judd Herberger have been here from the beginning. All along the way, when you look at milestones, you see Billy Joe and Judd Herberger here and involved. They are the heart of our outreach programs
3: we're thrilled to be able to see so many people of all ages all over our whole community attending music theater dance we're proud and thrilled to be able to do that
0: not only do billy joe and judd support the herberger theater center but also the resident companies that call the herberger home
4: so important and the arts are so important to make a community a community because the performance is over, but it's not over in the head of the person who saw it and recollects it.
3: And sings it on the way home.
4: Right. <laughs> By supporting the larger arts community, it makes the
0: whole community stronger.
4: Billie Jo, she's just delicious. She is the most incredible woman. She has just beaming with personality and love and zest for life. There's no one like them. There truly is no one like them. I think for Billie Joe and Judd, it's never just about an organization. It's about a community and it's about family.
2: How wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your screens back on.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. Also, she was referred to as delicious, which you also don't hear that often, right? <laughs> to be able um Oh, what a what an amazing tribute, Billy Joe.
3: Thank you. That was fun to watch again and I could watch it again and again and I'm so proud and happy that I'm me, and Judd's <laughs> Jud, and we get to be those people that uh, help continue to make it all happen.
1: Oh, so um, do you mind, so I, I've been lucky enough, we got to hang out a little bit, and I, I learned like a little bit of gossip that you told me about you, but something uh, uh, that I was shocked that I wondered if you'd share with us. Can you share the, the origin of your surfer girl story? Because I feel like not, not everybody knows that. And it's amazing. If I would, I would lead every conversation with that <laughs> uh, if I had that in my back pocket.
3: Well, I grew up in Southern California, as I told you earlier, and my parents had a beach house in Balboa Island, and they also had a beach house in Kihei, Maui, Hawaii. So summertime, I was in the ocean. And of course, it was the time of the surfer boys beginning to make their music. And I was one of the early surfer girls on the Southern California shores. And um, so later on, Brian Wilson told me that that song was written Little Surfer Girl for me and those few other Surfer Girls at the time. So everybody needs a theme song. So Surfer Girl has been my theme song ever since Brian gave me an original 45 of Surfer Girl. And I have that song every every ball that we go to, the orchestra knows that I'm going to be there. And as the evening progresses and the dance floor starts, little surfer comes on. And everybody in the whole room knows who it's for and they all love getting up and dancing with me. And so Surfer Girl is my theme song. And I was that early surfer in the late 50s and 60s.
1: I, uh, I, I, it's kind of a, a testament to your amazing li- uh, uh, life that you can just drop, you know, Brian Wilson's name in terms of into a conversation. And that's not even the point of the conversation. Yeah. You're just like, oh, by <laughs> the way, they had this small band and they wrote a song. Maybe you've heard of either of them.
3: Right? <laughs> and in the meantime, all of my children have learned how to surf. My grandchildren. Um, so it's a little uh, part of our family, besides dance and, and music and everything else. It's uh, just an added touch. <laughs> Keep us well-rounded.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So now, are you? do you have any art that you practice? What is your favorite type of art that you do? You're such a supporter of everybody else doing art. How do you fulfill your own self in terms of your own creative impulses?
3: Um, actually, my life had been so physical in as far as exercise and water exercise and making records and writing books and having a business here and in Japan that I didn't really have time to be painting or I danced through my movements. I created my whole water exercise program through my old ballet movements. And um, so that question, I did have quite a few years. I have a jewel room in our house and on the boat, and I made beautiful necklaces. And so I would spend, if we'd be out in the ocean on the boat, I would have, you know, hours that I could sit and do things. But most of the time I get too busy to be able to have that amount of time. And um, I feel creative. I love and appreciate everybody else's creativity. And I'm surrounded by art and beauty and sound and music. And I just love, uh, I love it all. And Uh, But I just don't really have anything to show for you except my past with all my books and my uh, spas and and my life with all the movie stars and the political women who all uh, did their exercises to Billy Joe.
1: You, you once again have said, like, I have nothing to share. And then you have laid out a lifetime's worth of excitement. I have like 11 follow up questions to that Uh-oh. No, because I was I, I, you know, I think the jewelry you do is gorgeous. And I also think like few people have such a sense of fashion uh, and are so confident and bring so much joy to every room. I mean, I'm even just looking at the image of the room that you're in that I'm sure you have decorated yourself. Right. And it's joyful and it's fun and it's young and it's vibrant.
3: And you know, this time period, for the first time, we have been home since February. Oh. It was our last time away and we were on our boat for Lisa, our daughter's 56th birthday. And we came back home the end of February and we haven't gone anywhere since. And so I have had more time than ever to enjoy. And to love everything that I've created in this beautiful little palace in the sky, <laughs> and um, and it's it's filled with not pieces that you go by, pieces with meaning. Everything mm-hmm. has a meaning. And the mermaids. I mean, there's you know over a hundred mermaids, but they're very subtle.
1: so my my daughter is obsessed with mermaids as you know uh but she cannot be trusted near anything breakable so we we will not have her come over to your house just yet to try to find a hundred yeah yeah. a little bit older or or she'll crush the whole thing
3: i know and so many of these little girls they have counted and they they when they write their numbers they go one they do one two three four slash one two three four slash you know that way and they go all over the house. And then when they come back, they go, did you save it? I want to see if there's any more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's fun. And and when we talked about hair up there, Chanel, well, my hair is always like this. So little girls, they don't know. They look at me and they go, hmm, is that a woman or is that a girl? And uh, so they think. I'm as playful as they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you are, and you are. Absolutely. So not- one uh, one whole lifetime that you that we could just delve into for a second. You talked about that your uh, aerobics entire life, right? That you built and were known for was based on ballet moves. Is that what is that what you said?
3: Well, um, actually, I I started uh, my first job I ever had. I taught high school physical education at Judson School, the private beautiful uh, school in Paradise Valley. I taught there for eight years, high school. I had a big swimming pool and I got tired of laps and diving and blah, blah. And so I started doing beautiful ballet movements, holding onto the side of the pool for my students. So our PE class, it, it had ballet movements in the water. And so water exercise just kept clicking with me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I got him jogging in the pool and doing all of this. And when I, that was for eight years. And then I left and I went to Elizabeth Arden, Main Chance, the most exclusive beauty spa in the world. And I became the director of exercise. And so I was there for 17 years and while I was there, I wrote, I made my first big record album, um, Billy Joe Alive. I should have brought uh, pictures to show or the album cover to show you. Um, I wrote uh, water exercise books. I made cassettes, I made videos. I started a business in Japan, Water Exercise Japan that I had for 12 years back and forth. So I had a huge I was international and all over the United States on every talk show and every, every city of the United States, big, you know, New York's and LA's and those, um, I had a huge following, I had all the movie stars and the political people and the rich and famous that came to main chance and they fell in love with me and they were my finishing school. So I learned a lot from them as well as they, from me.
1: And why, why did you, why did you stop it? Why after 12 years you were like, I've taken over the world.
3: I continued the spa goes on, um, for a long, a long time. And it just got to a time where uh, traveling and, um, you know, making sure the bookstores were stocked with records and books and blah, blah, and all of that. It, it was a huge ordeal and Judd wanted a little more of Billy Joe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well, who doesn't? So that makes sense. So yeah. I was
3: able then to make more commitments in the whole world of art and And it became another new passion for me. And I blew kisses and let all of that go. But all of the music that I used and all of my things that I created were popular songs of the time. And of course that was the 70s and the 80s. And those songs are still, you can hear them on the radio, on Sirius, Love Channel or Bridge. And so all these ladies still hear the songs. I had them re recorded by studio musicians, but I knew that they would be timeless. So those people that, that knew me and worked out with me, they hear those songs. And what do they do? Up, uh, down, over.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, every story you tell, we could go into for a whole hour, right? In terms of like who it is.
2: I feel like we can make a COVID workout plan to help us at home.
1: No, that's easy. Well, it's
3: just everything that you just do, everything that we used to, I used to tell my clients when you brush your teeth, you just do little leg lifts in the back. Don't ever waste time. Just, you don't need a full hour and you can just do little bits and pieces or you hear a song that you love and you just go into a little routine and then okay, now I can go ahead and make some more cookies or something. (laughs)
1: Um, So when we knew that you were gonna come on the show, we put out the request to a couple of people to ask if they had anything that they would like to say to you just Uh to be able to thank you. And so we have a little video that we've put together to be able, and this one you haven't seen because this wasn't at the Herberger thing. So if we we turn off our cameras once again, uh, we'll go ahead and play that for everybody on the show.
3: Thank you, great.
1: Billy Joe, thank you so much for all that you and
4: Judd do for Arizona Opera and all of the arts in Arizona. When you are at one of our events or performances, it just sends us a message that the work that we're doing is meaningful to this community and that means so much to us. From all of us, to you and to Judd, thank,
0: thank you, you and we you. love you. Hi, I'm Dwayne Hartford. I'm the Artistic Director at Child's Play. And me and Steve Martin here, our Managing Director, we're here to to talk a little bit about Billie Jo Herberger. Not only is she so amazing in her generosity and support of the arts uh, throughout Arizona, but also for us at Child's Play, she's very special. Billie Jo Herberger is the embodiment of what our mission is all about. Our mission at Child's Play is to preserve and nurture imagination and wonder in young people, believing that it is the key to the future. Billy Joe Herberger has lived a life full of imagination, curiosity, wonder, and indeed joy. What a great example for young people to see what it's like to live a life that way, Thank you, Billy Joe, for being a light and leader in our community. I'm always so excited when Billy Joe and Judd come to the theater because they don't come alone. They bring four generations of people with them. They believe that the arts are intended for everybody, from the smallest child to the oldest adult. And I love it. I am am always filled with um, great pleasure when we see her parade of family members coming into the theater to enjoy the work of Child's Play. Thank you, Billy Joe, for sharing our work with so many people. We love you. We love you.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Klapaki, artistic producer for Arizona Broadway Theater.
0: And I'm Kyle Klapaki, CEO.
4: And we'd like to tell you just how grateful we are to know you, Billy Joe. You radiate such light and pave the way for so many enhancements to our community. We are grateful for the legacy you continue to offer by nourishing the arts as an essential part of the lives of so many people. From all of us at ABT and the resident companies of the Herberger Theatre Center, we thank you for all that you do.
0: Hello Billy Joe, this is Oscar and Gary. So we want to send a quick message and a thank you to you for all of what you do in the community um, at large, but most of all for the Wall of Arts. What you and Judd contribute to our community has made our Arizona community a better place. The performing arts enrich our lives, and without you, your support and your love and your amazing passion for what we do, I don't think we would bear where we are today. So if you haven't noticed, we're wearing paisleys and colorful shirts in your honor, because every day should be a Billy Joe day. Thank you so much for all of what you do. We, love, kiss. You. we love you. We love you guys very much. We love you, bye-bye. Bye.
4: Uh, she lights up a room, she lights up the sky, she lights up your life. Hi, I'm Michael Barnard, Artistic Director of the Phoenix Theatre Company, and I'm talking about Billy Joe Herbert. You know, the thing that I love and admire most about Billy Joe is that she loves to support others. I mean, I have to ask myself, does she seek the spotlight The answer is no. I think the spotlight seeks her, and why not? Look at that smile. She is explosive, she's passionate, she's energetic. She draws people to her, and she embraces that. She embraces the spirit of humankind and exudes it in everything she does. She believes in artists and in their creativity, and oftentimes she is the conduit to allowing that creativity to come to the stage. She has become an iconic symbol of arts philanthropy in our state. Everywhere you turn in our building, you'll see Billy Joe and Judd's magic touch. They brought the lights and sound to our stage. They brought us the Art Bar and Bistro and the Crescendo Lounge, which is our donor lounge. And she set us up with the producer of Sisters-in-Law so that we were allowed to premiere it right here on our stage. Amazing. She is simply amazing. Thank you, ATC, for allowing me to be a part of this tribute to Billy Joe. We love you, Billy Joe. You're one great lady.
1: So clearly loved by a community.
3: I'm blown away. I loved every minute of that
1: segment
3: (laughs) and all of those people I love. And hearing them, what they think about me was just beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow, wow. Well,
1: and the real tribute is that when we put out the call for it, everybody said yes, and everybody wanted to do it, and there was no question that, you know, Uh, if if there was ever an opportunity, because you're busy and people don't know when they're going to see you, so they knew if they were going to have you on the show, and they had a moment, they wanted to tell you how much that they personally care and how you've greatly affected their organizations, which means hundreds and thousands of people that come through their doors are also affected by you.
3: Touch my heart.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that's how we all feel. And you know, we're all we're all a bit dramatic. So we grab the moment when we can to make Mm -hmm. sure that we could tell you kind of what it is. Thank
3: you. Wow. I've had to say thank you 100 times today. This is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know. Well, just to be clear, not every guest gets this. Usually we just bring them on and chat with them and kick them off. They don't normally get the several videos of people loving them. Um, I'm the lucky girl. So let me ask you, as someone who I feel like is the, the heart and soul of our, of our theatrical community, what are your hopes for what happens next? What do you, so like we, when you're supporting all these organizations, you must have in your mind a goal that you would love to see in five to 10 years. Do you have something in mind?
3: Well, um, my goal already has been working as far as exposing the young to theater early so that they grow up loving it and be participating um, either by getting involved themselves or by at least just knowing that they're going to always want to attend and enjoy. And um, I, I've seen huge progress in that over the recent years. And um, I like that the theaters like the Herberger Theater with the Cax Theater where they bring in elderly people uh, at lunchtime and have the lunchtime theater where those people don't want to, you know, waddle out at nighttime where when there's too many people around. So they're comfortable with the people that they're with. They can take their time and and get into the theater and not feel pushed or anything. Um and I think that during this this time when everything has been down and people are trying to do everything, you know, virtually, uh, some people were able to get into that. Some people still don't very much because they were so strong going to the theater that they right. can't quite imagine, or they haven't been able to figure out how to get it on their TV, or you know, there's lots of little things. Um, But I believe that um, all of you, all of the companies that we love and support and care so much about are gonna get back on your feet. And during this time, you've had a lot to think about, a lot of challenges, and you're already figuring out little venues and ventures. And um, so I believe it's gonna be wonderful again.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the hope. So one, one thing I would love to talk about that I think you are so brave about, that both you and Chanel are cancer survivors. Oh. That's right. And, and I think one of the things I'm so impressed by both of you is how open you are about talking about it, like right? that there's no kind of shame. You're very public about it. You're very much about making sure, as you've always been about health, right? And you've always been about well-being. And so that I feel like I'm so impressed that that's been such a part of your story that you don't ever shy away from so that people know that's part of the challenges you face that you've overcome.
3: Um, I, um, started getting, um, cancer when I was very young, um, and, um, not young, but a young, young woman in my, my mid twenties. And, um, And like for the next five or six years in a row each year, I had got another one and they were all major that, um, and uh, I felt that if you share and if you talk a teeny bit about it, not draw a bunch of attention to yourself, but if you're open and don't hide it like in Japan, The ladies if they got cancer they'd go hide out in a closet they felt like it was a a a horrible thing happening to them and that they were that people would be afraid to be near them and that blah blah and so i opened up and helped all the women in japan because they didn't have a bosom buddies or a Mm -hmm. this or that and programs that i helped get involved in here to help have support groups for women and and then in my life, in my uh, at main chance uh, exercise, I wore leotard and tights, and my my scars showed, and um, and I gathered so many more clients and love and support, and people saying, "Oh." Um, you know, happy Rockefeller. You need to go to, to, to see Billy Joe. She had just had mastectomies and you need to go to main chance and see this girl. That's, you know, and I loved having that badge of courage. And I Mm -hmm. never thought I was going to die. And I was caught things early before they were at a horrible stage. I had in, you know, surgery for everything. Um, And that was a long time ago. And I just now helped the most important person in my life. One of the most important people in my life that is undergoing chemotherapy and radiation. And it's my son who has rectal cancer. And he was kind of a, he's a sweet, nice guy. He's 55 years old now. And he, um, always was just a little bit of a wild card. I want to tell you, he's grown up in the last month with this. He's changed. He's looking at life and everything differently. And sometimes having something bad brings something good into you. So I don't know. I I know I go on and on. I answer your Too long, but I have so many thoughts in my head that uh, I just don't mean to babble.
2: (laughs) No, it's beautiful. As a survivor myself, having that network, knowing that you created that community for other survivors, is huge. So I got mine when I was 30, and so and I had renal cell carcinoma. So for having kidney cancer at such a young age, with it not being something that was prevalent in my family. It was it was huge. And so when I was going through it, I remember like as long as I get out of this and like you, I was like, Death is not an option. So I didn't even entertain it. No. So, me neither. you can't. You absolutely can't. And so I just I knew I left that and I was like, in my life, if I ever get an opportunity to do something, I want to make sure that I help other young women that end up in this scenario where you didn't quite know, like, how are you going to pay? Like, disability doesn't pay a lot to pay your bills when you're going through something like this. It's like, so how can I also be a help to the community with other young people that are facing this kind of thing? So it's beautiful that you did that.
3: And it's beautiful that you have done that. And without people like us, more people are scared to death. But when they uh, know that this girl, she survived. This girl, she survived. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and actually grew stronger. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you know Chanel's story. It's when she got sick that she decided to make the full change to go into theater 100%. Because once, well, rea- once you realize that life is short, you got you to gotta I- do what you want to do
3: see i understand that because that's what i kind of was relating to i'm watching my son all of a sudden make some better some decisions that everything's all out there and then all of a sudden whoa it's your choice you you uh you're the girl you're the boy you're the whatever but things that you've always loved and cared about you're not going to let them slip away Good for you, Chanel. <laughs> you
2: too, Billy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so for our podcast listeners, because we do convert this into a podcast, I would love if we can just explain explain what the colors are in your house right now because it's so beautiful and vibrant. And so for our listeners, they won't know that without us explaining that.
3: Whoa. Our house is... Um... Very colorful, and it's it's um it's up high, and it has lots of terraces, so it has all different views of the canal, the mountains, and each section I've named different. Uh, I've got the main house, and you walk in, and it's a red wall and a big black piano, uh, grand piano, and. And then lots of colors and beautiful art. And my office is in that part of the house. And then we have an area that we call Bali. And that's where we have a big bar. We have a meeting room with four swivel chairs around a round table that we meet with all of these people that come and have all these ideas they want to share with us. And um, so I always plan that late in the afternoon where we can have an early glass of wine and listen easier. <laughs> and <laughs> that room is like Bali or Hawaii. It's uh, it has that whole feel in, in it. And then we have the West wing. It's over on the other side and it's got turquoises and all the fabric. Everything is um, unique. Um, and, no, Nobody lived here, but it was just like drywall. And so I was able to design and have a designer help me from L.A. that had helped us with our Scheherazade, our big, beautiful boat. And she came over, and her ideas and my ideas together are magic, and Judd allowed it to
2: happen
3: and he's the happiest boy in the world and we go to each part of the house every day now that we're on this uh, stay home so we have I use each area I have lunch in one dining room breakfast on a terrace dinner uh, 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 you know everywhere and so it's very colorful I hope you come sometime Chanel you'll love it Oh, I would love that. Plenty of room to dance and move and plenty of room to entertain me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we ask Billy Joe, each guest that comes on, if they have a word that they want to leave with us, that they feel like is important to share with our audience or a word that they're kind of sharing, you know, in their mind, do you have a, a word that you think about on a day-to-day basis to share, leave with our audience?
3: I do, and it's a word that I use all the time, and I feel it all the time, and the word is love, and uh, it's not just about loving my husband or loving my children. It's about loving everything that I was just telling Chanel about our house. It's about loving every theater production that I'm able to see. It's about loving every art piece. It's about loving sitting, watching you and loving what you're doing and how great you've been for your Arizona theater. I I mean, it's, um, love is the most important word in my vocabulary and in my heart.
1: Well, and you so clearly practice that in everything that you do. I mean, you know. They're, you know, just even watching those, I already knew that, but watching those videos, right? Just in terms of like the effervescent, like love that everybody has and how much they want to share it and how much they literally are screaming at the camera about how much they love you. I mean, that's how it is, right? That they're all all moved to that.
3: So the word that you use, effervescence? Yeah. When I graduated from high school in my um, high school uh, yearbook, all of the seniors, they gave him a name. I was Miss Effervescent. Oh, so really? this began a long time.
1: Ago. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was my and I love that word. Oh I, my God! I'm so that's glad it it shines inside of me.
1: <laughs> I I was voted most likely to exceed. Oh no, I, I, I didn't, I, effervescent is such a nicer word.
2: Well, I like that. I was voted most likely
3: to win an Academy Award.
1: Oh. Well, I'm waiting
3: for that Yeah, Let's make
1: that happen. Yeah. Oh,
3: that'll be such a great day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we did get something from the Facebook community really quickly. They said, who are some of the artists who inspire you, Billy Joe?" Uh,
3: what type of artists?
2: I think that's open to interpretation. Let's say. I wonder
3: if they're talking about theater artists or painting artists or sculpture artists, John Waddell, the beautiful sculptures in front of the Herberger theater mm, center. That's gorgeous. Uh, Patsy Lowry. She's inspired from the Hopi Kachina Indians. uh, uh John Farnsworth. I'm. I'm just looking at paintings that I'm surrounded with. That's no, right a good way now. to do it. Yeah. Uh, Ellie Gale. Uh, uh, we have a lot of. Um, oh, we have so much art in our house. Uh, Robert Miley. Um, I love art. I. I love art. I just don't have any more space, and I. I got. Uh, finished playing change the painting. I used to do that a lot and just, okay, this'll look better there. But now um, our children, I can go to our children's houses and see a lot of our art too. So that's fun.
1: Do you have favorite uh, performing artists, you know, here in Arizona or all over the world that you love?
3: Um, I actually don't have a favorite. I really kind of like everyone, everything. I like every show I see. I like every opera, every, every, I like everything. And each time it's different and it doesn't matter. And I don't go because this particular uh, Chanel is in it, or because I, I, I'm not, I'm really not following one person. I'm just following it all.
1: Yeah. So uh, you can be, a, you can be a fan of Chanel though, if you want, you know. know, if you want, she's a, uh, you know, <laughs> she's on my nice. short I know. Well, we all are once you meet her. Right. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Oh, bless. Thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Billy Joe, I want to just thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for like inspiring us all. I mean, clearly on through Facebook, it's just person after person writing in about how much they love you. Like you've really broken the internet for today (laughs) to be able to do it. But it's clear that the community, you mean so much. And I mean, honestly, for those of us that were moved by it as kids, that moved our families, I mean, like I moved my entire family back to be able to work in the Herberger Theater because Mm. I believe so much in what it does and the possibility of what this city and this state has, right, that it's endless because we finally have right the right team all across the board with you being one of the major players and making that happen
3: well thank you and thank you for being on our team
1: that's right (laughs) of course of course all right you are free to stick around but we are going to throw it to our call board in a second i would also say for anybody that's watching the atc Um, Improv show starts at five o'clock on our YouTube channel. So take a moment, grab something to drink and head over there to be able to see them. But thank you, Billy Joe. And thank you everyone for watching. And here's the call board for what's coming up
0: next.
3: So much fun.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Will Rogers, and it's time for this week's call board. We have a couple messages for you this week. Let's start with Jasmine Roth, Director of Learning and Education.
2: Hello, everyone. I have some great events coming up for you and your students. On so, September 29th, which is a Tuesday from 6 to 8, we are having our fall ATC Teen Kickoff Launch event. So come if you're interested in joining ATC Teen this fall. Come if you've been part of ATC Teen in the past. We will be giving out awards for our 1920 ATC Teen season, as well as talking about upcoming projects, plans, and drumming up the excitement for what we have in store for you this fall. Lastly, we have launched our
0: school programming online for this fall. So teachers, reach out to me um, and let's coordinate. And right after this, I mean, right now, you can switch over to our YouTube channel and check out the Chaos Cult, our ATC Teen Youth Improv Troupe doing their first live show. So head on over and check that out. And uh, before we go, China Young has a quick message for us.
2: Don't forget to register to vote. Arizona citizens have until October 5th, and you can go to azsos.gov. That's A-Z-S-O-S as in Secretary of State, dot G-O-V.
0: Have a great weekend, everyone, and see you.